0: this theme song. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only northern suburbs of Melbourne based podcast that is a complete shit show. I am Turch and, with <laughs> <this> is- <laughs> and the number one user of Pornhub.com forward slash insight for his doctorate articles, Kieran.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, you know what, that's going always. to come
0: up later on in the show because it's always... It always does, isn't it? Pornhub insights. Insights. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I can't believe we had last... Was it last time we had stuff about Bigfoot, which is always good. Posted a little bit of that sort of stuff on... Uh, oh, yeah. It's
1: always... Um, uh, yeah, it's always... always, <laughs> it's always, always good fun. Bit, always good always fun. Always a
0: little bit of fun. Always a little bit of fun. Do you want to turn that uh, volume up there? Because I can't hear myself in there. Hello! That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. I don't better. know. Is that,
1: can you hear me? I can hear you. Because uh, I can't hear me during these headphones unless I turn that all the way up. <laughs> and then that captures like all the sound in the world. There we go. Technical difficulties. Hello. There we go. It's a little bit more uh, there. Uh, for the viewers. No, listeners, listeners. at home. I'm not wearing my usual headphones.
0: Well, putting it out there, this might be another case of the
1: episode 29 because Kieran's (laughs) editing this episode because I needed a subtle break from... And if you're going to be listening to it, it will be uh, uh, for an on-time arrival. (laughs) Uh, Church. Yes. uh, I've got a rant, but it's not quite a rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something that I I think you would appreciate. Always. Okay, Kieran, what have you got for us this week? let's... And to the viewers, listeners at home, I want you to cast your back Cast back to when you're about 16, 17 years old, right? And you'd be going to parties and going, oh, I need to need to take some alcohol with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mum and dad might not approve, so I've got to come up with some genius ways to sneak alcohol. Right. So there was the flask, yeah. right? You'd use the flask. Then there's... Um, uh, or even you might have been 18, 19, 20, you might have been going to Falls or something like that and you do not want to... Bye. Or sneaking,
0: sneaking alcohol into a party or into someone else's house or underage drinking. You know, not that we advocate that, but, you know, it's sort of a bit of a tradition over here in Australia. And I'm sure it is in the USA and oh, yeah. stuff like that. But you I c- know Europe is
1: pretty big, like, but c- that, they just let them do it. <laughs> You've got to come up with genius ways to sneak alcohol, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: If only children spent just as much time trying to sneak alcohol and playing video games as they did playing uh, guitar we might actually have some good music on the radio <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what how did you sneak alcohol um i not that i was late to the game but my like you know you know my dad mm-hmm. I, I mean uh, wogs drink all the time so it wasn't like alcohol was always part of the household sort of thing and when it came to sneaking alcohol i was just like oh i'm just going to have you know oh just have some alcohol with dad Okay. Dad right. was pretty cash. Right,
1: Mum was the harsh one. See, I had an older brother and older sister. Yeah, were just So yeah, they, they just the They just got me, you know. I, I, I was fine there. I, there was once where I actually, I think I must have been like 16 and I raided the liquor cabinet, right? Right. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I drank a lot. Anyway, I was I was home like by myself. Yeah. Actually, my parents might have even been there. Anyway, I got like, I went to bed with my head spinning, <laughs> right? Like... Or I remember, are, you,
0: are you discussing... Are you talking about when you were 16 or this is like last Saturday night? <laughs> there isn't much difference between the two,
1: right? No, one you were filled with a kebab, the other you weren't. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, no, no. And then I remember the next day, like I was hungover. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had no idea how much I had to drink and I was forcing shots down, right, when I, was, yeah. when I was 16. And thank God my parents went out for the day because I could not get out of bed. Like that was... I've had a few bad hangovers and most of them... Between the ages of 16 to 21, right? You know, I think, you
0: know, you're talking about, like, having to put, like, struggle to take shots. And I think I'm at that age now where I'm almost, like, I'm overdoing shots. Are, are you at that age
1: yet? Oh, yeah. well, no, no, I I, I probably, maybe if I'm completely shit-faced on yeah. the count, the shots will come out, but... Uh, Otherwise, yeah, you don't think about... So, like, I remember when I was
0: 21, like, we met, with, like, we when we were about 21, 20, 19, that sort of age... And I remember back then, I was just like, "We want to do shots." Absolutely, it was like the first drink you did before you did anything else. That's right. And now it's just like, "Do you want to do a shot?" No, no. But that craft beer that we have on tap here, that that stout-looking one with the uh, caramel undertones, I might have a jug of, I might have a pint of that, and then I'll try something different, <laughs> and then I'll m- make my way into the scotches. Like we start here with a, you know, a
1: lovely Glen Morangi Scotch. Which will be making a feature as our sponsor tonight. Later oh, on later in the on episode, in the show. of course, of course. I feel like we may have forgotten a, a sponsor we, last week as I well. I think we
0: did. I think we did. But that's okay. It's okay. You know, <laughs> that was one of our own uh, funded
1: episodes. right, <laughs> uh, self-funded. Yeah, yeah. We're bootstrapping See, anyway,
0: this. So you were sixteen. You were in bed dying of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, uh,
1: and my parents they went out today. Thank God. Right? Thank God. Thank yeah. God because I was anyway. Anyway, long story short. Uh, they found out that the liquor cabinet had been raided, and I blamed my brother. Now, well, that's then, not the point of my story, though. Right, right. Don't I, get bogged down in <laughs> details, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I just need to set the scene. Setting that, scenes that <laughs> that you've you've people have done this right. Like my my uh, someone I know went to Falls, Falls yeah. Festival, right? Yeah, yeah, and they. Um, with their car, they opened up like the inside door part of their car. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. What's going on. And they they did the, it was a Holden Commodore. Yeah, and they did they snuck like bottles of Jim Beam and then put the like the inside car plastic bit back, mm. so that when they drove into Falls and security searched their car, they had no alcohol and they 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 actually had alcohol. They didn't. actually, oh, ha- yeah, yeah, genius way of sneaking yeah, alcohol. Yeah, perfect. In. Now picture this, right? Have you heard of
0: Rollies? Yeah, they're the um like roll your own cigarettes. No,
1: kind. no, no, no. There's schoolies. Then there's toolies. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like rolling your own cigarette no, 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 stuff. Yeah, no, no. I mean, schoolies. Called... Then there's toolies. Toolies. And then there's a, quite a big gap, and then there's rollies. So what we are at the moment? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not rollies. Rollies right. is for retirees. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So it's retirees uh, on schoolies. Is that a thing? Yeah, I've made it a thing. Now, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a name for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, now, like I said, this is not quite a rant, but it's sort of there. It's more of story time with Kieran. story time with Kieran, yeah. (laughs) I'm at dinner. Right. Right. I'm with my old man, and he's my stepmother. Yeah. A very nice place. They live in southeast suburbs of Melbourne. Um... We were in Brighton. Lovely, Which I swear everyone that lives in Brighton has never left Brighton. No. They don't know the world exists outside of Brighton. It is such a bubble. It is. And we were in a pub, which was more or less like a silver dining uh, restaurant. It's a bit too upper class for a pub, is what you're saying. Exactly, Yeah. yeah, right? I feel like I really had to dress up to go to this pub, which you should never do for a pub. No. And the meals were fantastic. The service was fantastic. The Mm. pub even had a CEO. Now... (laughs) Me being a CEO and the pub owner being a, a CEO, CEO. I didn't have to pay for dinner. Now, that's great. <laughs> Maybe because yeah, we also... He gave
0: me one podcast <laughs> episode and he gave you a palmer. <laughs> what a deal. I didn't even go for the palmer. What a steal of a deal. What did you, what did you order? I ended palmer. up getting the roast of the day. Oh, that's the cheapest one. <laughs> no,
1: no, the roast of the day was like delicious. Anyway, get to the story. <laughs> alcohol. I'm assuming this story has something to do with alcohol. <laughs> All right, so my old man, is going on a holiday. Yeah, yeah, Right? And he's going to Canada. Yep. And he's going on a river cruise. And he's going with... Old people and cruises, man. Uh, <laughs> for... Suck up on the Viagra and off they go. They're going cruising. I mean, I was at the supermarket the other day and I saw this really old lady. I'm like, she doesn't cruise anymore. The cruise market is for certain age brackets. Yeah. right, And, and my father falls into that. Yeah. And he's going with his best friend, right? Yep. He used to live in Altona, who was these postie, right? John. And his wife, Carol. Anyway, they're all late 50s, early 60s, right? They're Australian. Yeah. There's a bunch of them going. Yeah. Right. So I've called it Rollies. Rollies. Yeah. We're at the restaurant. I really like this idea, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should start this. <laughs> oh, no. I've been banging on Rollies for the last two years. That's good. It's good. Right. And we're there. And now before- I-, I turn up to my old man's house. And I was doing a little bit of work and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's like, right, we're going out for dinner. I'm like, fantastic, right? And he gets off, he's been doing a conference call with all those that are going on this Canada trip, which is a (laughs) much time, right? So a conference call. Oh, I I can't wait till old people can
0: work out Skype and they have them all up to it. You know, uh, no one of my favourite things on Facebook is old people comments on things. Yeah. And it's always just like, it's a picture of something. It's like, oh, hello, darling. Thank you for this lovely picture. You look so wonderful with it. it. Please make sure your jeans are not ripped next time. Anyway, say hello to the family. (laughs)
2: It's like, ah. Yeah, so,
1: so good. So, anyway, we're going, we're out for dinner. And, um, anyway, dad starts talking, asking, you know, excited about the trip, and he's very excited about the trip, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Oh, there's a problem. We can only take one bottle of wine with us. Yeah. Right? One yeah. bottle. And I was like, Is that a thing? I was like, Just take more. And he's like, No, 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 they, there's security and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, Oh, don't worry, we figured it out. What we're going to do. And he's like, and this is no joke, the conference call. This I missed the conference call, but this is what they were discussing, (laughs) right? He's like, no, no, we're gonna drink a bottle or drink some wine while we're over there. We're gonna wash it, and then we're gonna fill my bottle of wine with rum. Anne is gonna have a bottle of wine, but she's gonna have spirits in it. Carol (laughs) is gonna have a different type of spirits, right? John is gonna have (laughs) So they're smuggling (laughs) in. Hard liquor
0: in wa- X wine, old wine bottles, yeah. while they're in Canada for the cruise.
1: Correct. <laughs> this is this is why they had a conference call to discuss who was doing what. <laughs> <laughs> what alcohol they're smuggling on oh. to this cruise because they don't want to buy the drinks package because apparently with the drinks package to make it worthwhile they've got to have thirteen drinks a day, and that is just oh they wouldn't have 13 drinks oh, in a day it, and I'm like you're bloody smuggling in hard liquor <laughs> like the amount of hard liquor you guys are smuggling, smuggling in, in yeah. you might as well just buy the drinks package oh, I was going to say so I went on the
0: family cruise and I bought a drinks package and I had to drink like oh, eight or oh, nine, even better right eight or nine drinks a day or something like that yeah. and do you know how quickly eight or nine drinks goes down very quickly well you know I, I think I paid it was like 80 or 90 bucks Australian a day for drinks package right and a cocktail cost 22 American dollars and I was having three cocktails with breakfast. <laughs> well,
1: because they've got a limit. They've got a limit, apparently, on this cruise of fifteen drinks a day. Yeah, you can't. Uh, the what? drink package just maxes out at fifteen drinks oh, a day. They didn't do that for me, right? <laughs> so they're a little bit, they're a little bit. You know, they understand these people that come on these cruises, right? So, uh, and the thirteen drinks to make it to make it worthwhile. Now, they were having this conversation especially the smuggling the wine part, right, when the, like, 20-year-old waitress came over to, like, give us our our meals. And I had to go to her, yes, you heard correctly. (laughs) He is talking about smuggling alcohol. No,
0: no, 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 no. You've added another layer of hilarity to this story because are they having the conference call while you're having dinner? No, no, no. Conference call was before we went out to dinner. And they continued the conversation at dinner? Correct. This is like a two-second conversation. Hey, we're going to smuggle in booze. We're going to drink all the all the wine out of our bottles. You bring vodka. You bring rum. You bring this. I'll bring a scotch and we're ready to go. Beautiful. Oh, that's an email. Hey, that's a two.
1: I cannot tell you what? how excited they were about their, their <laughs> smuggling, right? Like, like they've never done anything naughty in their entire life. That's awesome. This is why it's called Rollies. I, you know what? This is... Uh, this is
0: fantastic. I'm very proud of your dad. Like, I'm sure that was his idea. I'm sure. I'm sure that was his idea. So I'm very proud of your dad and <laughs> I hope it all goes well. I want to hear stories after all <laughs> occurs of exactly what happened on that cruise ship. And I, I really hope that they don't last get everything t- sca- like, taken away from them.
1: Last time this crew went together, right? Last time this crew, they were in Vietnam and they, no, I'm not kidding, the amount of, like, they just took, a, there's only one way to do overnight trains, right? And that's to get absolutely shit-faced. Yep. It's, yeah, if you're going on an overnight train and you're overseas, just get absolutely shit-faced. There's, that's the only way you can do it, it, right? seems like it's the only way to travel. See, I think alcohol is like a time-travel d- <laughs> drug. You drink it, and suddenly
0: it's the future. <laughs> and you don't. Know, and that's why your body's sore after yeah. you, like, uh-huh. you've time-traveled uh-huh. and your body's sore because it has to keep up. Yeah, and then like an hour later like two hours later after you have something to eat and your body calms down you're back into the real time but just you your body hasn't caught up with the future you yet ah I see see, see yeah. this is real science with
1: Turch <laughs> well last time they, this crew were together this Rollies crew they ended up in their underwear running up and down the train that's pretty good I know I feel like they have more fun than I do when I go on holidays
0: I think they're at that stage where they've got enough money and they don't care.
1: Yeah. So they're just like they've you got know enough what? money to like pay, yeah, pay yeah, the bribe yeah. to get out of Whereas prison. Whereas we're
0: just like, ooh.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't have enough money to bribe myself no. out of prison. I won't no. do that. No, I won't do that one yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet.
0: <laughs> but one day it's gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna bribe my way out. But that's a fantastic story, Kieran. I'm, very, I'm, I'm waiting for the update on that story. I so
1: can't. It's look. not a rant. Actually, my rant is: Can people please use indicators?
0: Yeah, I've not, I've actually noticed it gets worse in winter. I think less people use indicators in winter. it's fucking annoying
1: It's really bad. it's been really bad recently i have I've just like I've not noticed this but now I've just like what the fuck has happened
0: yeah also, I think winter take brings it out to people. I think people get it's a little bit of rain or a little bit wet on the ground or it's like a little bit foggy or something like that and suddenly people's brains just turn off because they're maybe so concentrated on
1: the rain or the water or whatever yeah. it is brain turn off indicators don't come on. And when you're merging, because today, oh. merging on... I mean, it was raining, right? But the other cars are doing about 90 on the freeway. Which but means you need to get up to 90. Straight away, yeah, as fast merge. as you can. Don't do 60. No. With cars following you behind you, we can't, like... Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, anyway. Well. Anyway, Kieran, last episode, you very
0: oh, abruptly sh- stated... Shit. What did I say? That you wanted a Trump watch. Oh, Yes. <laughs> And so, it's been a massive, massive, massive couple of weeks for Trump, but I'm trying to summarise things in the most exciting, most fun, and most, uh, like, you know, I I like it to be fun, and like I said, I think Trump is a fantastic entertainer, but lots of things have happened to him recently. I mean, apart from bringing peace to the the Korean Peninsula, and uh, his wall definitely going up, one article I found and I've got to bring it up because I want to read it exactly the way this is the first time I've used a phone to bring up
1: an article ladies and gentlemen let me just um, <laughs> normally Turch prints out a whole that's true for the show so, but he actually
0: has a phone
1: in his hand that's at true. the moment
0: that's true so here it is this is the headline now this is a little bit old but I wanted to bring it in because I, I didn't want it just to just put it on sometimes I put things on the Instagram account and I'm like oh, I probably should have brought that in because it's some really funny stuff but this one here, I was going to put on the, the the Instagram page, but I needed to bring it in. So this was from 2017. But it, the headline oh, okay. is Mexican hookers to drill holes to drill glory holes in Trump wall.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, So let me me read a bit of this article. Mexican hookers living along the country's border with the United States will cash in on Donald Trump's controversial wall by drilling glory holes to try and suck off randy gringos. (laughs) 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 One of President Trump's central campaign promises was to erect a solid wall along the 2,000 mile frontier between the two countries, to halt illegal immigration. Um, While while the war may be bad news for Mexicans uh, slipping across the border, it's good news for suck-happy Latino whores. (laughs) (laughs) Hooker Conchita, 23, said, When Senor Trump builds his wall, we will take a big drill and make a glory hole. Senor Gringo will put his Yankee pito through. We sucky sucky. He passes plenty Yankee dollar.
1: Ah, commercializing it.
0: You know what's great? Like, I I thought there was a... Timote fact-check. Is this real? Yes, it was in... a newspaper in the UK. The Sun. So it was real. Like, it's full on. It's a full real article. Well, that's
1: a very credible source. It's
0: a very credible source. So, first of all, first bit of Trump watch... Uh, his wall's gonna have lots of holes in it, <laughs> so people can get their dicks. They've even drilled a hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely put this up on Instagram for everyone to enjoy. So that was the first part of Trump Watch. The second part of Trump Watch. Yeah. I've got a bit, a few bits going on, but second part of Trump Watch is a recent. Uh, a, a black lady was just fired from the Trump campaign.
1: Did you oh, hear about wow. this? No, I missed this.
0: Okay, so the black lady was fired from the Trump campaign for, for not being a good employee. Now, she was an ex-contestant who, on two or three seasons of... Remember Trump's show, The Apprentice? Yeah. She was on that show a couple of times and didn't win either time, but she always... Trump still hired her for other jobs within his organisation. She was part of the administration, a little bit doing some of the behind-the-scenes sort of work. And recently she was fired... And she's now come out and said a whole bunch of shit. She's just like, yeah, all like, you know, Trump does all this crazy stuff. He's a bit sexist and racist, but he hired
1: her. I don't understand. It's one of those things. Church, wouldn't you do that, though? If he fired you, you'd take the opportunity to go, oh, I'm going to make it this big news story and catch it Yeah, you. of course, of course. Yeah. And that's all she's doing. But
0: one of the things that she said, and this is why I'm bringing it in, and the lady's name is uh, uh, Omarosa Maggie Galt Newman. And she believes, or she has stated, that she walked in on the president eating paper after a meeting with lawyer Michael Cohen in what she believed was an effort to destroy some sensitive information.
1: <laughs> now, I've eaten plenty of paper after my meetings with lawyers. Church is doing it right now. Uh, that never happened, people. never <laughs>
0: happened so trump is having a field day so right now he's got holes in his wall so he, people can get gobbies <laughs> he's eating paper but the sad news is the sad news is for donald trump and i'm sure this is going to affect him in such a way that he will never be able to in, uh have the lowest black unemployment rate in in the history of the united states he will never have the high best uh Dow Jones in the history of, of the United States. He will never be able to bring peace to the Northern, uh, uh, North Korea, uh, the, uh, the Korean Peninsula. Mm-hmm. He will never be able to do that because of this. Mm-hmm. A gentleman has attacked with a pickaxe Donald Trump's Hollywood Walk of Fame star and has completely destroyed it. Oh, no. Dead set. "Completely destroyed To Pick up his video of it. That gentleman's now in prison, but (laughs) (laughs) the star is completely destroyed. And as this uh, news.avclub.com article states, uh, Donald Trump's Hollywood star voted to be removed, rendering him no longer famous. Because that's how things work. So his stars officially been uh, potentially going to be taken down it's been ruined i'd just like to say though there's his star he's been taken down because he's the president other stars that are still there still like bill cosby still there harvey weinstein's still there um well, as long
1: as they keep paying their bill
0: oh that's oh that's right and what's his name um uh oh, the the so there's a whole, bu- like, you know, whole bunch of stars still there that meh, maybe probably shouldn't be there but i just thought to myself If Trump is going to feel bad because of this, Mm. I I just thought to myself, if he's not famous because of this, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to look through his other awards to see what he's won and see if he is still famous. So he's got a Bachelor of Science in Economics, which he got in 1968. Who was this? Donald Trump. Right. He's got four honorary doctorates. Oh, four honorary doctorates. One of of law in 1998. Mm Mm-hmm won in Humane Letters in
1: 2004,
0: Business Administration in 2012, and the most recent one, another Doctorate of Law in 2017. He's also won these awards, the Tree of Life Award by the Jewish National Fund in 1983, Mm -hmm. the Alice Island Medal of Honour in celebration of patriotism, tolerance, brotherhood, and diversity, which he won in 1986, the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actor, Portraying himself in Ghost Can't Do It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. I'm the, of the worst supporting actor.
0: <laughs> uh, he was also in Home Alone 2. Don't forget that. Very important. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was the Time Person of the Year in 2016. The Financial Times Person of the Year 2016. And, of course, probably the most important award he's ever won. He is in the WWE Hall of Fame which he got in 2013 it's amazing absolutely amazing the what the WWE yeah he's, a, he's in the Hall of Fame of the WWE because he loves Vince McMahon he's a mates with him and of course he's the President of the United States but let's put that to a side so after all those awards I think and the destruction of his star I'd just officially like to say as part of the We Only Do One Take podcast we can officially all agree I think that Donald Trump the leader of the free world Stop famous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've got some Pornhub insights. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is actually I, I, I went, I've never searched this, so and I just did a quick Google search. <laughs> did a quick Google search? And it's Trump versus Clinton searches. Yes. On Pornhub. Have we we haven't talked about it? No, this. no, this is good. This, 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 this is back Trump in Nor- 2016. So data's a little old. Um but basi- two years, fresh enough. So basically, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, once they were confirmed. Uh, This is what happened. Donald Trump was searched 144% more, or people searched in Pornhub for Trump, 144% more than they searched for Clinton. Now, that's good. (laughs) Women are 26% more likely to search for Trump compared to men. Hey! (laughs) Hey. Men are 556% more likely to search for Clinton compared to women. Now... Breaking it down by age groups. yeah, The 18 to 24-year-olds are up 92% in searching for Trump. Yes. Every other age bracket has a decrease. Yep. That's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> What's, now, we're looking at Clinton searches on Pornhub. 18 to 24-year-olds up 61%. Yep. Every other age group... Go straight up. <laughs> now, every other age group is down... Except for the 45 to 54-year-olds who are up 62%. <laughs> uh, can we get the
0: stats for Melania Trump? <laughs> oh, I'm sure, oh, that, will be, that, so, I'm sure that will be a lot higher than both so, Donald Trump and Something else also really interesting,
1: you know the state Utah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which is, I believe, quite conservative. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Bible State. Yeah, Bible State, one of the most popular Pornhub searches for Clinton. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Maybe they just wanted to see her get fucked like, like Donald Trump <laughs> did to her. <laughs> so that was Not just even, amazing.
0: I can't believe she couldn't win a rigged election. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really fascinating insights.
0: Well, speaking of Schadenfreude. Okay. Now, I was talking about this. I, I, I sort of wanted to bring in a, a story of Schadenfreude every so often. And, and I realized that you didn't really know exactly what that was.
1: I thought you were having a fit before. That's all Probably, I, that's so all it's, I, it's, it's I, a German I, word. Okay. And it basically Oh, it like Schneiser.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm
1: not German. Schnauzer?
0: Schnauzer's the dog. Okay. Yeah. And schnitzel is like chicken. What's the chicken? Schnitzel. Like the chicken schnitzel. Oh, there you go. I don't know what chicken is in in German. Nonetheless, uh, Schildenfroeder is... Was that my computer binging? That's computer beeping.
1: Oh. It's alright. I don't know how to turn that off. And it won't be in the room. Well, record. there you go, people. I've got an email. <laughs> Add to the file. <laughs> and in fact... It's from Morning Brew. Oh, there
0: you go. There you go. But Schadenfreude, Kieran, is when you take pleasure in the uh, despair of others or others' misfortune. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, i got a story about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I'd share it with everyone. So, I had a teammate at work who joined the team. And I've been doing some of like, you know, the uh, background data analysis, but also like doing a lot of the finance stuff and ordering things for the team, like laptops and all that sort of stuff. So, sort of just playing a bit of a support role at the moment while we sort of, uh, until we do some of the contract work. So, I purchased some, my teammates some laptops so they can do some remote work and not bother me and stuff like that. And, uh, order some laptops.
1: What type of laptops?
0: Oh, I don't know. Some, whatever, whatever my work provides through the system. So, Apple's? I think it's Acer. Oh. Nah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. Anyway, so I ordered them and they said, oh, it's going to take like a month by the time we get them down, put all the software on it, this Like, Yeah, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yep, we got, I I approved the money. My boss approved my approval of the money Mm -hmm. and I said, oh, guys, it's going to be about a month. The lady in my team got very upset. It's like, oh, no, months, too long, too long. So, after two weeks, she started calling them and calling them, like, every day. And they're like, we can't do anything. It's the supplier. This and that. Like, what are you going to do? And I, I called them up and said, look, I'm real sorry about this lady. Like, you know, I feel like with IT, if you make a little bit of a friendship, they usually help you out, like, in the long term.
1: Yeah. Now, that's my strategy. Number one, admin staff. Yes. Bring in cakes. Yes. Make sure you get a card for Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some chocolates. That's right. At Christmas time. Be nice to them. It's the people that support all these little functions, right? That help you do your stuff. Always, always support those people. Exactly right. Because when shit hits the fan, they're the ones you want to go to, and you need something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've told this story, but someone needed it when we changed offices. Unfortunately, someone who caused so much of an issue wasn't allocated a desk. Oh no, the horror! <laughs> and then all these other people came up and were allocated desks, but this one person. Who was a pain in the ass. Who was a pain in the ass. Unfortunately, her bit of paper sat on someone's desk for much longer. <laughs> and unfortunately, it just got misplaced. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, so
0: I've talked to these guys. They go, look, we're getting it all done. Finally getting in the laptop. It's going to come next week. I'm like, perfect. Look, I'm happy with that. Thank you so much for your hard work. In the meantime, I do all this big data analysis thing. And I find like, you know, three converging points of data that all sort of sync up. I have a ratio for some of the products that we're going to buy and this and that for male and female. And I'm like, look, look at this data. It's, it, this is my thing, right? I've been doing data. You're getting a
1: hard on about the data. Absolutely.
0: Hard on Got about it. the data. I present it. And she's just like, no, we're, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's, I'm like, oh, okay. So she freaked, she angered me all week. I finally talked to my boss about it. And he's like, no, it's perfect. I'm like, great.
1: That's important to the story because it's anger building up inside me. Yeah. I'm like, god damn it! So basically, it. Like, you've got a hard on. Someone said no. Yeah, the hard on's gone semi. That's You've right. gone to your boss. That's and right. And it's fully erect. Fully erect. Got now. it.
0: Anyway, finally the laptops come. So I give her her laptop, and I'm like, here you go, enjoy. So like, this is great. It works perfectly. I'm like, I know because I was nice to the people. It even has all this other stuff in it that you weren't expecting. Anyway, she takes it away for the week, and she comes back after the weekend, and and calls me over to her desk. Now, yeah, is this an
1: equal uh, in the
0: hierarchy? Yeah, give or take. Okay. Give or take. You know, nothing too fancy. Um. She goes, I oh, Turch, uh, I've got to show you something. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? She opens up her laptop and half her screen doesn't
1: work. Because <laughs> she, <laughs> she cracked it.
2: <laughs> now, and number, number one,
1: <laughs> I have said this to a few other people. I was saying, if you want to climb up the career ladder, don't make work for your boss no. harder than it needs to. No. Don't make them vouch for you because you've stuffed up, right? Yeah. Just make it really easy for them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's, that's number one. All right, so she's failing. She's, she's failed twice. Failed twice. She's yeah. failed twice. twice. She's been a nuisance to IT, which you've had to sort out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now she's cracked her screen. Now she's cracked her screen. Oh, yeah. wish she's going to have to go back to where? IT. <laughs> So and she's like, "Oh,
0: what should I do?" I'm like, "Well, you'll the laptops under your name. That's how we set up the laptops. <laughs> you'll have to contact IT and get it fixed." And she's looking at me like, "But how am I supposed to do work?" And I went, "Look, you just have to do some of some sort of workaround. Call IT." And the and I'm like, "You know what time it is, Anthony?" Or Turch? Yeah. <laughs> Time for a coffee with with Dan, and I went to have a coffee with Dan, and I the rest of the day I was glowing in this <laughs> Sheldon because I was so happy with the outcome of this of this story, and that's my Sheldon Florida of the week, and I'm sure this is
1: going to come back up. This the, the stories like this are going to come around a bit more. This bit that is brilliant. No, better it is brilliant. You know why? Because of karma. 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 Ch- chameleon. That is just uh, look, and uh, this is the. I was having a conversation with someone else, right? And do you know what? Like, yes, yeah, she's got to get. See, she's not looking at the opportunity here, right? She doesn't have a laptop. Yeah, she can't do work. How yeah. long does it take for the laptop to arrive? Probably another month. That means she's got a month of doing jack shit and getting paid for it. <laughs> she's not seeing the opportunity. Yeah, I know, but she's annoying, so it's funny. <laughs> Plus, she's also shitting herself. That's she's... right. She broke a laptop. <laughs> she's broken a laptop.
0: Uh, Kieran, what have you got for a news article over there? Have we had a news article from you yet? <laughs> no, not no. yet. <laughs> Other than her. Welcome to this news, web... news... news podcast where we do no news and just rants
1: and shouted for it, and talk about Trump's star. Nope, those aren't mailboxes. Paris rolls out sidewalk urinals. Oh fucking! <laughs> in Paris, authorities are taking an unusual approach to combat the source of public urination. Making urination even more public, the city is experimenting with completely exposed, eco-friendly urinals. Why
0: don't they just pee behind the left-hand side
1: car <laughs> tire like you're a normal person? I don't know. <laughs> the devices are called uritatorator. Nailed it. Thank you. Which combines the words for urinal and pavement. They are not at all subtle. They are bright red and heavily traffic in heavily trafficked areas. For example, directly next. To the... Oh, I don't know how you pronounce that. No, or the... The, the, no, like the sidewalk sort of the thing. The scene near the Notch Not vanon Cathedral. Yep. Check it out. Oh, don't move
0: too much because it's connected.
1: Oh, man, that's ugly.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It looks like a... looks like a letterbox. I, I was going to say, it looks like... You know, it does look like a letterbox. It looks more like one of those rubbish bins. Yeah. That's what it looks like where you could stick your dick in.
1: <laughs> how do girls go? <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my God. I don't know but check out check out the sign that's up above it oh, I can't read from you what does it say no it's just it's a cartoon oh. of a man you know when you pee and you like totally arch your back oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the he's getting the arc of the pee that is what the sign symbol looks that's like that's fantastic uh, so yes um, yes oh men pee into the device which is filled with straw and other composting material to keep odours down it uh, doesn't say anything about weird. I can't wait till birds just fly in there and go, "Hey, this is a great nest. It's already
0: done." And then this guy comes in, sh- 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 uh, shoves his dick in there, and pisses on a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just build toilets? Uh probably more expensive, and I'm probably sure some architect. It's like it's it's like open floor plans, right? People like you know they sell them as like, oh, you get more like more communication with your team because you're like. You know, there's no barriers, this and that. Where they've actually done research and there's no benefit whatsoever having open floor plans. It just saves space on the floor, so it's
1: cheaper for the the organization. If you want to have functions, you need more water coolers. Yes. The conversation always happens around the water cooler. You need a water cooler, you need uh, coffee, you need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, we... that's.
0: You know what, though? I'm actually a little bit for this. What? the urinals yeah yeah because like in Australia and I'm sure you've seen them in the city in the c- city after like the first sort of terror attack happened in like London or Paris where they drove the bus remember that
2: mm.
0: Australia's or Melbourne's response was to build concrete those bus. concrete blocks it's huge like you know what were they like, one by one meter thick Like it's a cube it's a cube of concrete but they're not just one like a whole row of them and people like sometimes decorate them and dress them up, but I'm like, oh, that's that, they're, they're eyesores. I'd be much happier with a couple of of urinals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe because those block things, cubes, they're temporary. Well, they, they
0: say that, but uh, they it's will
1: like they will be temporary, replaced. right?
0: I mean, you know, the government's not going to give away good concrete. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Might take ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> They're gonna find someone to buy the cubes. <laughs>
1: is that a capital project? Yeah, we can capitalize on that. How? How is this making things? Do you better? know what? Do you know what? They'll they'll get rid of the cubes in like five years, but there'll be capital works or whatever, and the cubes will be painted. No, you no, know what'll happen? They'll get rid of them, and next government will go. We need more cubes, <laughs> <laughs> and run on cubes. We need a cube, cell. maybe we should make the We Only Do One Take podcast cube.
0: If, we, if you know what, if someone decorates a cube in the city and writes We Only One Take podcast, takes a photo, we will give them one of our collectible
1: spoons that Kieran's working on. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Glenn Moray. It's the Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Elegant Classic. It's a port cask finish. It's a product of Scotland. 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 Forty uh, vol- percent uh, alcohol you volume. Know what the uh, uh,
0: was it like Scotch cask? What's the what does they say there? Port yeah. cask. You cast. know what that means? Uh,
1: means? So
0: they make so they make port in yeah. like in those like uh, barrels. Yeah. And then after that they take the port out, and then when they ferment the Scotch, mm. they pour the Scotch straight into those barrels.
1: Right, okay.
0: And because the wood of the barrels already have port
1: yeah, in them, with
0: you. it sort of infuses. Yeah. And that's how you get that sort of bit sweeter taste and a bit of like a like that port undertones, like the uh-huh. you know, berry undertones in I your scotch. I do love a good port.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. The Glen Moray Distillery has been producing single malt Scotch whiskey since the 19th century from Elgin, the capital of Speyside, Scotland's most famous whiskey region. That's Glen Moray. Single malt scotch whiskey. It's fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, Is it my turn for an article? Yeah, or you can do another oh, article. I'll do, I'll do another article.
0: So i got a big one. I've got, got a big ending, I think.
1: you got a big ending? Well, well I've got a few smaller ones. All right. I've got a few very small thing. There's a new Simpsons movie coming out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hang oh. on. I'm not sure whether I like this. No, I
0: don't like it at all. I think it's a terrible idea.
1: I didn't like the Simpsons movie. Neither did I.
0: Yeah, anyway. Just letting people know, not a fan of the Simpsons movie. I'm not going to be a fan of this one. I can already feel it in my bones. Will you go see it? Of course. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) No, but I just heard, I read here, you know what shit me the most about this? Now I'm struggling to find the article. Um,
1: This is what happens when you use paper, people.
0: Here it is, here it is. This is what shit me the most about it. Uh, according to journalist Ben Fritz, the 20th Century Fox Film Network is developing the film despite the company being in something of a limbo situation as it faces being purchased by Disney. The Simpsons might be owned by Disney.
1: Oh. So we're going to invest Well, actually, in the Disney's doing all right with... um uh those movie remakes like star wars they oh, right? st- no star wars has been terrible yeah, yeah no but this is the thing we're not the market anymore and the kids love it yeah i better buy some stocks yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> i hate it but if i'll stocks, buy some stocks the stocks are gonna <laughs> go i'll buy it um all right i've got a few here yeah uh all right yeah here's here's the most well this is an interesting one um Cows allowed to visit Swedish nudist beach in heatwave. What well, are the cows going to do? Look at the tits. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government in southern Sweden have granted permission for cows to visit nudist beach during the prolonged summer heatwave. They, com- they shouldn't call their women that. <laughs> despite complaints from locals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense. It's funnier.
1: According to the local news website, nudists have been complaining to officials in provincial Shmaland about livestock visiting their, beach, their beaches, saying that their present is unhygienic and could pose a health risk. Is it
0: because they wear leather jackets? Probably.
1: It says the roasting summer heat <laughs> no, affects... Sorry, that much. Just the worst joke. Uh, that's why I've continued to move on. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. Continue, continue. I'm not even going to note
1: it <sighs> It is. Uh, it says the roasting summer heat affecting much of the continental Europe has led to drought throughout the country and has meant that farmers have been struggling to feed their animals This has meant that some of the farmers have decided to slaughter their cattle earlier than usual but others have instead decided to bring their livestock to, stock to nearby nudist beaches There's no food, there's sand in order to cool, the, oh, cool them cool down Cool them down, yeah right. <laughs> What do you think? They're, oh, they're bringing them there for the lovely sand
0: dunes <laughs> No, they're there to cool down Oh. Yeah. Well, speaking of farmers, Australia's struggling at the moment. We've got a bit. We've been in drought for about a hundred and fifty thousand years, and uh, but the cliches, which is my band, with the lovely Jessica, we are performing at the at Bar Three or in Northcote on the eighth of September. We are supporting the Gammy Gammy Devils. All the money raised on the night will be going towards the farmers as a. Water Relief, or 8 Relief, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. And Kieran will be introducing
1: us. That's right, I will be. Exactly. No, right. so and on. there'll be no tangents of Absolutely. getting bogged down in details. So,
0: so make sure you come on down, 8th of September at Bar 303. There's an event on Facebook, um, but I'm pretty sure I posted it on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. But check it out, hope to see you there.
1: Oh, very nice plug there, Turch. Thank you. Alright, uh, I've got two more, and yep. then I'll hand it over to you, Yeah, Turch. yeah, yeah. Alright, um, here we go. Uh, Dad devastated to discover he was grieving for daughter at wrong grave for 30 years. (laughs) A British man said he felt let down after discovering he was mourning for his daughter at the wrong grave for 30 years. George told the BBC his daughter Victoria died in July 1988, just two days after she was born. The family buried the girl at the Southern Cemetery in Manchester. The father said he visits the graveside twice a year but was surprised one day to find the grave he thought was Victoria's was empty. I looked down and was completely gobsmacked. I thought, where's the stone gone? Anyway, apparently the cemetery had discovered that the headstone at the public grave that contained the remains of Victoria and 16 other people were in a different spot. When the gravestone was erected in the 1980s, it was apparently moved to a vacant spot, but employees discovered this year it was in the wrong area and moved it back. So the, so the body was not just not there? It was just a
0: headstone? So they moved the headstone to the right area. <laughs> Correct.
1: But didn't tell him. Didn't and tell he'd me. been going to the wrong area for 30 years. And in more important news, uh-oh, Germany is rapidly running out of beer bottles.
0: Well, that's why all these companies are going to cans.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: A lot of companies have been doing cans. Have you seen those cans that open up instead of having like the cans? Oh, I thought you
1: meant cans is in the, the, the city. No cans. No
0: cans, like actual yeah. physical, like cans, aluminium, yeah. aluminium, aluminium, aluminium cans. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Have you them. ever seen those cans? Instead of having like, the, like you pull the ring tab. Yeah, yeah, and it has like the little hole. Yeah,
1: they they pull like all the way off, like mm, a can of tuna. Yeah, from, I yeah. thought that's pretty. That was pretty neat. it's pretty cool. Well, in Germany, beer consumption is up as temperatures remain unusually high. I'll be in Germany very soon. This is good and bad news for the beer industry. While the breweries have more than enough beer to go around. Which is good news, they're running out of bottles because customers are not returning their empties quickly enough. Oh, that's alright, that could just leave me a keg. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are about 4 billion beer bottles in circulation somewhere in Germany. That's pretty good. And each bottle is refilled up to 30 times. That's good.
0: I'm glad that recycling actually works instead of the plastic bags from Coles and Woolworths. Yeah. That's fucking shit i got a quick one, then we can have a bit of a discussion. Okay. Sometimes sometimes I like to bring in serious things, but most of the time I like to bring things about Pornhub. Um, Pornhub promises Nintendo Switch support if, be- if browser is released. So, f- <laughs> For everyone who is hoping that the Nintendo Switch will get more third-party support, you'll be happy to know that Pornhub has announced in an official press release... That it promises support for the Switch. The only caveat is that Nintendo has to release an official internet browser for the system. The announcement came in from 2000, uh, Pornhub's 2017 Year in Review series, which is extremely, uh, which is the extremely extremely popular sh- uh, porn w- sharing website, is revealing different statistics for last year in its video game console segment of the Year in Review. It reveals various statistics about how many users are viewing porn on the webs on the website through a game system. So you you know accessing stuff like porn on Nintendo DS, which is funny enough. The uh, the interest in porn thirteen year
1: olds are going to love this.
0: The interest uh the interest Pornhub has in the Switch perhaps stems from the spike in porn traffic from the Nintendo 3DS. The, through the Switch's portable predecessor only makes only makes up one percent of the market share for porn on game systems. There was a 110% increase in traffic for that specific platform. On the opposite end of the spectrum though, the Nintendo Wii saw an 83% decrease. Obviously, because the Wii the older console that switches the new console. A lot more market there. So there you go. So eventually, Pornhub, if Nintendo create a individual browser
1: yeah, right. for
0: their system, Pornhub will go, yep.
1: We've-. Now, all the 13-year-olds are going to be across this, right? This is amazing. 12 and 13-year-olds are going to be across this. Parents will have no bloody idea.
0: Well, apart from the fact they're going to get home and see they could jerk in it. And so I was like... How are you getting access to that? Oh, it's the Nintendo Switch. But it's, have you seen the Switch?
1: So like, it's like... Yeah, you got a Doobacky and a... And well, a okay, and a, a I, I know you're G- a Nintendo 64, man. And and you, you plug it in and you plug that in and you've got a device and yeah. So plug it. Yeah, so it's it like... It
0: so like, like, it's like think of the Nintendo 64. You can play games on the screen and stuff like that. But you also have a screen, to like a controller in your hand, but it's also got a screen on it. But you can take that screen and play portable. So if someone's playing watching TV in one room, you can take your handheld part of the device and play a Nintendo game on your handheld console somewhere else, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And, bu- and play games like, you know, and connect on the internet and stuff like that.
1: Well, oh, there you go. There you go. So hopefully... I'm old-fashioned. I'm a Nintendo 64 person.
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: That's... You and your Mario karts. <laughs> what a child. Hey, hey. Mario Kart sixty four is still the best game out there.
0: I would say see, I like Mario Kart, but I'm a i am I was a PlayStation kid, and Crash Team Racing is always going to be my favorite. Oh, that's right, you young'un. Um, I'm not that young.
1: Yeah. <laughs> young enough not to enjoy sixty four. I did play favorite.
0: lots of sixty four. My friends had sixty four, but and I and Playsta- I was a PlayStation guy. What can I say?
1: Don't don't give me that.
0: Oh, speaking of youngins.
1: <laughs> oh dear.
0: Yeah. Kieran, some really interesting things have come coming up in the Australian news recently about ATAR scores and people who are going into teaching. Oh, is this the guy that got seventeen? I gotta talk about this because it really frustrates me. Right. So yes. So I, I, I should explain. So the in Australia, what if you the final grade in a high school setting or a college setting is year twelve. Yeah.
1: And once. And, and, pers- and at the end of your exams, you get a score between zero yeah. and, and hundred, not ninety-nine point nine five, yeah, whatever like, it is. Yeah, basically, zero and hundred. And it's
0: a ranking system, like it's it's like a bell curve, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. like only so many people can get the top end of the score, and this and everything's sort of balanced out through bell curves. You like fifty
1: do, is the uh,
0: for individual subjects, and they sort of do, they no do, no no.
1: But for that that zero to hundred, like fifty is if you're above fifty. You're smarter than fifty yeah, percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell curve, bell curve, yeah. basically. Yeah. So
1: fifty is the middle ground.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So as long as you get past that, and what universities do is to, because universities... I'm going to put in quotes here, free here, but you have to pay it back through, uh, through hex debt. You help get it a, basically. It's
1: it's not quite free, but it's a free government loan. It's a free government loan. You don't yeah. have to pay. It back. Well, it's
0: like you know, it's like zero
1: point one. It's like one percent interest. A you year have to so. pay it back, but not till you earn like. 45 yeah grade. yeah yeah
0: so there's a whole bunch of stuff in here but basically you have to get a certain score from all your subjects and stuff like that on that bell curve to be and then apply to universities using that score and what universities do is go okay let's say like you know if you want to study medicine or to be to be a trainer to be a doctor you have to be in the top five percent hmm. and do some prerequisite subjects or if you do want to do like engineering you can't just do like media subjects and then go into engineering. No, you've got to get a high score, like in the top 15 or 10% and also do certain subjects as a background. So when you get into that course, you have some sort of idea into what you do. So all these all these types of courses have different levels of scores needed to go into that subject, into that course. And this just came out in the news: a a person, an eighteen-year-old person, has been accepted into a university in Australia, in Melbourne, with an ATAR score of seventeen point nine out of a possible nineteen, so like bottom percentiles, like you know, at the end of the like you know the left-hand side of the bell curve. Now, this
1: person did do a bridging course.
0: Yeah. That's true. But still, very low enter score to become a teacher. Yeah, well, I want to know, course. I want to
1: know, is this person actually really smart and didn't give any fucks about his VCE? Well, I
0: don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I think, and this is where I take, I think it's a, it's a discredit to the service of the university to allow someone to, like, to do this. And going forward, I thought to myself, what can possibly, like, how many other universities have done this? So this was, I'm going to call out the university, this was Victoria University, which hasn't got a good reputation, I'll give you that. But other universities such as Swinburne and RMIT, and there was another one as well. But though both of those also allowed people in with very low enter scores, under 50, to, be, to enter a, or it's now a, up to a Masters of Teaching,
1: no, no, there's still a bachelor. There's, there's still, still a bachelor, bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So do a bachelor of, of, of teaching, a bachelor of education. And look, you know, I worked really hard to get my into school and I'm sure you did, and I know you did too, because obviously you've gone through the whole education system, did this and that, and to earn your place in the university and work really hard, in the state, and so did I. And I find it really hard to, to grasp someone who can get such a low ATAR score
1: who's going to go to university and then teach people well see this is where I differentiate from you right mm. and I actually think based on someone getting I mean he's done a bridging course or whatever sorry he obviously mm. he's done good enough to get to be accepted in mm. but what are the disservice is right is that let's say 17 is reflecting this person's true ability. yes, right let's, let's just make that assumption let's say it's reflecting his true ability he's not going to become a teacher. Because he's going, to f- he's going to rack up a hex debt and fail units. Well, there's, yes. There's no way that, that this person is... He might pass first year, right? But moving into second, third, and fourth year, it's going to be quite hard to just... Yeah, continue on to the course. Continue, and he's going to rack up a hex debt and then be left with this debt that he's going to pay. Well, and I think that's where the disservice is. Well, this is it.
0: So I, so I went to two of my favourite sources of, ed- of information about teachers one was is my mum who's been a teacher for 30 plus years nearly 30 years or something like something stupid like that very long time like at a high school level teaching year 12s and she's also a coordinator and stuff like that highly knows education isn't back to front and she was telling me that she sometimes in her classes gets students from Victoria University and these students are not very good teachers just as, as a general sort of statement in comparison to some of these other universities that students... Well, the good ones in. go to Monash and Melbourne. Exactly right. Or La Trobe. La Trobe's also another really good school when it comes to that. They, they, that. they don't allow people with low enter scores to sort of come to. Te- but nonetheless, that, that's her experience. And she said to me that, yes, a lot of the times, people with very low ATAR scores would go into universities, do the courses, and where they actually fail them is at the last hurdle. Of the literacy, numeracy, and reading comprehension part of the course, so they could do a three to four year course, which costs about now in Australia about thirty to forty thousand dollars. Rack up that hex debt, like you stated, and fail them right at the end as they're about to collect their yeah degree, which is really really horrible, not only for the profession teaching profession. Because it devalues the value of a teaching degree, in mm. my opinion, if everyone's allowed to have one or be allowed to try out to be one, it devalues that 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 piece of paper. And two, it's very harsh on these people because now they've got twenty to thirty to forty thousand dollar debt to the government, which they potentially can't pay off because they don't have that piece of paper.
1: Yeah, and it's it's uh, we we did this thing in in psychology as well, where we I mean we've got supply. There's no issue about supply. Right? Mm. There's so many students. And we actually took a fourth year honours level unit. Because psychology is a little bit different. You've got to do a bachelor degree, yep. and you've got to do an honours degree, and then you've got to do another degree. Right? But but by the time you get to the master's level, like you've got to be bloody genius to get in. Yeah, exactly right. right. Which means you, you've made it. And
0: that's like, the thing. Like my, my brother's right. doing a master's at the moment in, in his science mm. stuff, in bioscience. And he's
1: Pure genius. Yeah, yeah. You know. But before you can become a psychologist, so you've got to get past two degrees. Yeah, right? yeah. But what they did was they brought a fourth year unit down to the first year unit.
0: Right. right? So
1: weeded out the weeding them out. And basically, they've they've had to adapt the assignment. A yeah, of course, bit. of course. Content hasn't changed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Assignments changed. Yeah. To so yeah. sort of represent first year rather than fourth year. And it's to weed out. It's to basically go: if you want to continue mm. on, you need to know this stuff, and you need to be able to do this. Because there's no point you coming into fourth year and then going, oh, I've made a terrible decision. Well, like, it's the same as... Like, ca- it's more or less, get out now. Mm. And and this is what I, I love teaching on this unit as well. Because mm. the unit chair was like, I don't care how great of a teacher you are. Mm. Like, they're adults. It's all online. They can get all this information, right? You're just there to facilitate. Yeah. And... He's basically like, if students don't get it, then he's telling them, think of a different degree.
0: Yeah, and it's exactly the same sort of thing in second year for, like, I did, obviously, finance and accounting. Second year is when you start doing financial accounting. And financial accounting, like, even now, like, I've done my degree, and that was the subject I hated. But the people who didn't pass it didn't go on to finish their degree. Yeah. And even now, like, you know, I, I started my further education doing a CPA for a bit when I thought that was going to be my career path. And I knew that, like, once I, I, I loved all the other subjects, I loved stuff like, you know, oh, to a degree, ethics, but I don't believe in ethics. It's one of those things, right? <laughs> but like stuff like governance or stuff like auditing or stuff like, you know, um, you know, international business and trade, and I'm like, that's really interesting sort of stuff. Or even taxation to a degree. I find that quite interesting to a degree. As soon as you get to the financial accounting, like, you know, it's not, it's number crunching for the sake of number crunching Mm. of, of really tedious, complex stuff. And it's so much to take in because unless you work exactly in that area, you can like bypass it almost completely. Like I was working in budgets, no worries in the world. I didn't need a lot of that sort of, sort of stuff. Um... But that sort of weeded out a lot of people. that said, oh, maybe I'll just go to a straight business course or go into management or go into some other part of that sort of thing. So I think that's really important. So going on with that sort of stuff, weeding out people, I thought to myself, how many people are actually failing the final exams to become a teacher?
1: Right, okay.
0: And I've, I sort of knew this was a thing because so I sort of read some stuff in the this background. is an interesting
1: one, right? Doctors, medical doctors, right? They've got to do their final exams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, big pressure. I, I don't have the exact stats in front yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because they've got such high a- a- ATAR scores as well, not many are will be failing those exams. You'd think that now, they wouldn't. Now, yeah, Some might... I, I know cases of some that have failed, but that's because they're just so bloody anxious Yeah, going See, into those I, exams. I was going like, to say, I
0: think a lot of it is anxiety rather than actual yeah, yeah, knowledge. Yeah. You know... So, going on with that, with the teachers, and, okay, look, this this article is from um, the US in um, New York City, but it, I think it just rings true all the way around, and speaking with my mum after her reading this article, she completely agreed with it, and it's basically saying, look, uh, sorry, North Carolina, not New York City, uh, basically, elementary school teachers who have taken the course and gone to their final exam have to pass that literacy um exam and like mathematics exams of that and uh, i can't remember what exactly it was but uh i should have written it down but a majority of them are flunking the mathematics part of the examination like a good majority is this for primary school or high school so primary school, mm-hmm. so to be a primary school teacher, you have to know a certain level of mathematics. Because, you know, if you're a classroom teacher, you're not just teaching, you know, how to write and read and all that stuff. You're teaching the math portion yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you, yeah, yeah. So you have to know a certain level of mathematics. And what they're saying is in here, the exam, a lot of them is failing because they don't know the level of mathematics even needed to pass these exams. And what wow. a lot of the teachers are saying The exam is, like, too hard because it's not the right level. It's levels above, uh, like, you know, for us, it's, like, a sixth grade level before you go into the high school. And they say, oh, some of the questions are, like, at a ninth or tenth grade level. And I'm just reading this article, like, baffled, like, what, like, I can't even, like, you know, trying to remember what was year 10 maths, like, linear graphs, if that, or percentages, or time calculate, like, I can't remember what it was, but I'm sure that if someone goes, here you go, cal- you know, work it out, I'm sure that I could wing it. <laughs> but for people to, like, you know, uh, I mean, look, you have to get an 85% or higher. But if you're, t-
1: if you're having to... Look, I've actually been, I've actually, this has been my thoughts because I, I do a little bit of work in schools, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Observations. and I actually think prep to grade three. yeah. In my own th- my own thoughts, it should actually be its own specialization. Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: because that's that's the fundamentals part of, of yeah. Because
1: so, sort of grade four onwards, they're not learning to read; they're reading to learn, right? Yeah, yeah. And in grade four maths, it's actually yeah. You've got to teach them concepts, but it's also you now you need application. To think about it and yeah. apply and and how you write. It's the so, critical
0: thinking part of the mathematics, rather than just the the pure pure yeah, number it's basis. Like, yeah,
1: you know. Um, so I almost think that prep to 3 should be its own specialization and grade 4 well, my, or grade said, 4 to 6 right should be its own own specialization yeah. but to me it's more important I, I, I think yeah yeah do the test but the test the test also comes here's a child that knows nothing how are you going to teach that yeah. child that needs all that extra support uh, it, and can you break it down to teach them that well, concept you're quite, you're
0: quite right cuz my mom like I said my mom's a, a, been an English teacher you know, and that's that's her specialty. And she can do a bit of maths here and there, but English is a is her forte. And this, you know, for her, like she teaches at a high school, top end of high school level. And she, I'm like, could you teach a child how to read? And she goes, absolutely not, because that's not that's not where my strengths are. My strengths are like the critical thinking of the of the words, not what does this letter, yeah, in context with another letter, actually do. And look, she helped me to read when I was a child and things like that. But in the
1: same sense, going back to this, this maths test, why people aren't... See, so this is where this is really interesting, right? For me, even though I'm not a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My skill set, I've got this weird skill set where I've worked with clients, right? Who are in that prep to grade three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually quite competent in 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 educating and teaching people in that end. But then I'm sort of like, I uh, know nothing in the middle. And mm. then I've got university and critical thinking. yeah, yeah. yeah. And like how to structure you know how to structure a thesis well that's the thing like <laughs> so you
0: know, talking talk to, talk to mom she goes the most important thing you could do as a teacher is not only know everything about the topics that you're t- you're teaching but the ability like you said to critically break down what you're doing to teach someone else if they ask any question to get to an answer you know like you know if i'm ever showing people how to play music and stuff stuff like that like People asking me questions about my guitar playing all this allowed me to rethink the way I played guitar and to understand the way the theory that I learned and the playing that I learned was able allowed me to funnel my ideas together to make a cohesive sort of construct of an idea that I can pass on to someone else, and that's really important. And I think that you know mathematics like you know scores across the board have gone down over time, like you know. Girl, like you know, girls and boys not doing that well in maths across the board, and that's something that the the tests that we do, was the Naplan testing and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a type of maths, but yeah, yeah, it's
0: gone down across the oh, all is the testing that they do to mm. do all that maths and stuff. And across the board, like literacy, numeracy, uh, literacy and and comprehension, reading, all that stuff, has been going pretty steadily up, or like you know, keeping going. Maths has actually gone down, and I think the big thing is that people going into the teaching profession because they can't. Not that they can't do maths, but they don't emphasise that because that's not one of their strengths. They can't pass on that knowledge that's really needed to their younger students and teaching them.
1: And you know, like I said, like I said, I think I I think it needs to be a split separation because you need to be able, right? You need to be able to. Teach a concept to a child, yeah, like, yeah, which is very different to understanding it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's things I I understand, but I'm I'm not going to teach you how to cook. No, that's right. <laughs> like I, I know I can yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. but I ain't going to teach. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I I don't want even yeah. But um, I think but I think an important. But thing then you've got this different element, right? Where then you've got kids who now need to start problem solving and thinking, and it's how do you support those kids to get to that answer or fail and then learn and from keep that. and keep going and keep going. Yeah. Which is, which is very different to, to you know, sort of, te- like, teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, it's the, you know, by, not,
0: by having people who are not confident in the understanding behind a certain topic, there's very little chance, or it's a, a slimmer chance, of having, you know, when you're teaching it, to get the person that you're teaching excited about that topic you know, if you have really not, no, uh, you know, in this case, if they don't have a concept that well, a stronger concept of math and a kid really wants to learn and you can't give that to them because you can't explain things properly or this and that, the child's most likely got, I'm going to assume anyway, this is just, you know, my child psychology person coming out, right? But I would say like, you know, if I was a child and someone didn't know how to explain things properly, I'd probably lose interest. Whereas if someone could explain things and show me and do things with it and you know how with it
1: do you know how much of it's tied in though there's like uh and I feel really I feel really uh, um for teachers especially once they second grade three or four yeah. the variation in abilities yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it starts to differ widely like in a class of 20 like the abilities oh, of range course yeah, is, yeah yeah and you got to try and cater for all of that
0: which is hard yeah. I, I I'm amazed that we can pay teachers so little mm and get so much out of them mm. and, oh. they, and look like talking to mum I'm like you could have done project management work and been retired by now yeah but you the she goes yeah but the satisfaction I get from being a teacher is more than the money and I'm like mm. yeah well it's the same as same as but, but there's an element, a whole bunch of jobs but there's
1: an element to you give them a work right uh, uh, so you teach a concept can they then uh, apply that concept and then feel like for the child feel yeah. success that they've completed it yeah Right, and so there's, got to, there's this there's this weird fine line between uh, you need to be challenged, but you can't be challenged all the time because then sometimes you don't have the, like as a student, you don't have the confidence to continue on. But when do you need to be pushed? But then you also need to build up so much success. Yeah, exactly right. And it's this weird... Well, it's
0: that it's risk-reward risk for a student and that endorphins that gets released by, by winning or by going to that next level. I mean, that's why people play video games, they get that instant gratification, those endorphins go off and they go, yeah, I'm, I'm winning here, even though all they're doing is clicking buttons. Or it's the same as when you play sport and you score a goal or do anything like that. It's that that's what drives you to, cons- to go forward and continue. And I'm, I'm sure, uh, and same for education, if you learn something and you can apply it and understand it and enjoy it, you're going to continue to learn that aspect of whatever you're learning. I mean, you know that that's the way I'm looking at it anyway, but I think it's just a real disappointment that, that one our universities are are really lowering the bar with the with the quality of types of people that are going into teaching. I think the only way to incentivize better teachers to go in there is to one hire uh, someone
1: someone incre- asked, someone asked me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how come you're not a teacher? Money. <laughs> Uh, that's now. I actually think I would um, thoroughly enjoy being a teacher. Absolutely right. And, um, but for me, like for me, um, and the journey that I've taken, yeah, I've wanted to be. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I've really enjoyed the thesis, and I've really enjoyed yeah, operating yeah. at a at, intellectually at a at a, the next level, yeah, yeah, at a high level, right? Mm. Um, but for me, it's just like, uh, it's money, like. Yeah, exactly it's, right. It's maybe when I'm forty or fifty and retire from whatever i'm doing i I, I might go into it right
0: like my mum has been teaching for so long but all she's ever wanted to do is be a teacher and for me like i've always looked at her as a teacher and gone i've never wanted to do that in my life i'd rather work with spreadsheets all day it makes more sense to me Mm. and i think that's really important like you know i think there's people that really want to be a teacher i think there's people that fall back into being a teacher after doing a degree not knowing what to do which i think is a is really bad and i think there's people that want to be a teacher that really shouldn't be a teacher and it's like these people who on a whole who have lower enter scores and go through this don't understand the mathematics and are still going out there teaching our children again it's amazing that we can get so much out of people when we pay them so low but again it's that they're getting something out of the job that
1: i wouldn't get out of the job See, one of the other that. things one of the other things that there's a disservice there right because even if that, say, that person who got 17 gets through passes, mm. they're going to enter the workforce. And so this is something I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, right? They're going to enter the workforce. And if you're not performing, you're out the door. Like you're yeah, but it's, mo- not, but it's not the same with teachers. Well, not always, but you would generally start with a six-month contract or whatever it is, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Oh, now it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that means hopefully you've got a switched on, like a switched on principle. You're out, you're gone. Yeah. Um... Well, and, I'd like to see more... And, if and, that's
0: the case, then, I would but, like to see more teachers that are shit fired. Because I think that they're bringing down the whole... How p- many shit teachers do you know? Uh, personally? Mm, probably, I, could, I don't want to name any. But I'm sure that the stories that my mum has told me... Yeah. ...over time, like over the... the t- she goes, yeah, there's absolutely shit teachers, and she could easily go 5 to 10%, 10% of the school... Of the teachers would be
1: terrible
0: yeah fair enough but which is the same with all organizations and I think all those people should be fired as well
1: yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I, sort of and I, I just think this the conversation env- I, had I just else. think
0: the environment of the teaching union is stopping a lot of that which well, is really
1: scary in regards to performance reviews right I was talking to someone the other night and I went you want to get an accurate performance review mm. and you want to know that you're not meeting the benchmark so that you can actually lift your game because mm. you don't want in the corporate world anyway, six months or a year to come down and all of a sudden you're being shown the door. Yeah. And you're going, This is all news to me. I th- I think it's you, a lot it's better to break it yeah. early.
0: I think I think yeah, in the corporate world, absolutely it's like that's a lot more cutthroat. But but the, the sal- but what you're fighting for there is one is prestige and, and rank and, and salary. Where I think in the teaching world, because especially in the public sector, maybe in the private sector is different. My mum covers the public sector um, it's a, it's a lot, very hierarchical, but, you know, once you're there for a long time, you're there for a long time and, and that's it. And I don't think at, at some stages, there's nowhere else to go. You get to a top level of something and there's nowhere else to go unless you want to become, you know, take like the next step, like my mum did, become a coordinator or a vice principal or something like that. And some people aren't up for that task and some people are, which is great. But the same sense as some people that got really cushy teaching jobs and probably shouldn't be there, and I think it's a little disservice to all the people that uh, have to be, you know, be in their classroom. Well, that's
1: philosophy with Kieran uh, in and I know, right? On the I, we only I, do one know, take like podcast.
0: sometimes I think the last couple of episodes we've had some real, real, some heavy stuff. And we had a guess and stuff like that. But I want to, every so often I think I think coming into this podcast, you know, we had sat down and thought, oh, we're going to bring some serious stuff in here and there. And you know it's really cool. I actually wanted to try to get Mum on to the show this one, and she just didn't want to be part. of it.
1: Ah, that's which fair
0: is enough. fair enough. But I would have been, it would have been really cool to see your side of things with the philosophy, sort of like you know, um, the psychology of all this sort of stuff, and hearing her side of purely talking as a teacher, and then I, 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 and then I, me as the the <laughs> the accountant I, I, on the side. I sort
1: of I, my my big focus, right? And this is one of the things. I think... maybe I've we said, should get
0: a teacher on, and have a chat to them. Maybe we should.
1: Yeah. Like one in 10 people have an IQ under 83. Yeah. Right. Which is a problem in our society Well, as far as what are they going to get for work? My other, my other in- interesting thing is, and I'm not sure whether this is a high school dilemma or whether this is a, uh, I think it is probably more a high school issue because university is not a right. TAFE is not a right. Yeah. But primary and high school education are, are rights. So. Well, okay. So, so I have think, I think an
0: issue with the way you're talking about a it has a right. It's still a privilege. Uh, but what, I understand what I'm I, saying. Is it's once a you, necessary once you of finish, our society. Once
1: you finish year twelve, you for you to go on to TAFE or university. That's a, yeah. That's that's it, that, a privilege. That's, an that's a privilege. privilege. Yeah. Like it, it's it's um, no one is making you go there. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah, 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 And I think it's actually probably Year Ten. I think you're Eleven and Twelve. Think, yeah, is, uh, when you when you're a certain age, I think it's yeah. like
0: sixteen in Australia. So yeah, anyway, w-
1: whatever it is, right. But it's it, it's more or less. That's probably probably that's why I sort of say it's maybe the high school end of things, but it's a matter of um, I, I only how say, are we going to how because people need jobs. Well, look, and what are we doing? Because. Uh, and it's probably it's hard for a sixteen or seventeen or eighteen year old and univers like universities and TAFEs definitely need to be gearing people for employment like yes. that is definitely their thing but what are we doing um gearing up so this is a conversation I had with a, with another another parent the there yeah day yeah and saying you know well your child your child does have some extra difficulties, why does he have to fit the mold of a high school yeah that's not actually going to be the best. Learning environment L- L- or yeah, something Yeah, like. and, and for him to have the best outcomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably going to have a very smart kid, right? But he's probably going to have far better outcomes, for instance, because he really loves cooking. Going, going to TAFE. Going, yeah. Well, it's going to TAFE early. Yeah. Or even going to work in a cafe or, or a restaurant. Or being a sous
0: chef or something like that. Going to get an apprenticeship or something like that. Yeah,
1: and, and starting that and learning business and learning how to set up a cafe and, and all those kind of things, mm. right? And, and that... And maybe supplementing school yeah. after hours or something like that through whatever the means. But I was like, why does he have to meet, meet that? Because this child is going to go through high school, probably be, be picked on, mm. right? Get to end of year 12, be, you know, you see this... Be world, miserable. Be miserable. Yeah. And not motivated. If you're not, if you're miserable, you're not motivated. Yeah. Have a lack of motivation and, and then sort of go, well, I'm still socially far behind all my other peers. Yeah um and now i've got to compete with all of them in this marketplace yeah uh, like to me i'm just uh, going it for this for uh, this person it's not making sense and to get like you're better off gearing this person up well for employment. I,
0: think, I think especially in australia we've put so much emphasis on going to university that you know nearly you know i would say a majority of people almost go to university these
1: days or especially I would say uh, double. Graduation rates are about 40%. Oh, yeah, sorry, well, it's about 40%. Yeah, now. but going to university. Yeah, yeah, that's getting that's what uni- I meant, going yeah, a yeah. degree. Yeah, yeah. So the amount of Australian population with a degree fits somewhere between 30 to
0: 40%. But I'm sure that's doubled or tripled in the last 30 oh, years, yeah, yeah, 40 yeah, years. Has. And because of that, I think that the value of a bachelor's degree has definitely deflated. And now, like you know, I was talking to some uh, people that are in the science field, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, to get a job these days, like a, a graduate role, you need a master's, mm. or in like you know, or you need minimum like starting your doctorate." And it's just like, this is for a fifty thousand, forty five thousand, fifty thousand dollars job, and and you want experience, like it's it's it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, you know, you're putting so much pressure on these people, and then to come out of a a work, uh, come out of a school environment where you're working your ass off to go to a job where you're probably just doing admin work. Mm-hmm. Like in real, real, realistic terms, you're coming from, you know, a job uh, thing where you're doing proper research into a job you're most likely, you know, especially, in, I guess, in a financial environment or lab environment or something like that, probably is going to be doing not very interesting things.
1: Uh, you've got to, you lose motivation for the, the workforce. You've got to be, you've got to, it's got to be, it's got to be you your work has got to be you'll get paid if the market's there no oh, yeah yeah like if there's if the market's there if there's a job there that fits the market you'll have you'll have work so I was speaking to someone the other day right and loves gaming yeah loves gaming and I was like you know what if you love gaming let, like let's pursue this road like yeah. let's let's find out in my networks do I know anyone in gaming can you make yeah. can we make any interviews or meetings? and oh, there's actually a few people that I know that love, love gaming. And one parent was like, "Oh no, my 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 child's not doing gaming." And I was like, "You've got to I was like, "You've got to be kidding me. It is a booming industry." But you know, it is yeah, it's exactly right. a booming industry, right? And I don't think you understand I like I don't un- think this this parent yeah. you understand the markets of games and being able to create games or work for games like like, start getting If that's what you want to do, do and it. you can wake up every morning be and you can work yeah. 20 hours and doesn't feel like you're working, like, let's support you in that, yeah. that that role and getting that and figuring out what you need to do. Do you need to go to university? Do you need to go to TAFE? Or do you need to start actually building your own games? Well, developing uh, uh, that's what I've always s- heard. Developing like, your own skill set.
0: Well, that's what I've always heard. Like, you know, I've, we've had friends that have gone to music schools. I've got friends that dropped out of music schools. I've got, you know, my, Jess went to a music school for a bit. I didn't go to a music school and I got a mate that did full university. And we all play in a band together. And the people that are happiest to play music are the people who didn't go for that full education, proper education of study. In fact, the saxophonist for the cliches, for instance, is not playing saxophone at all anymore. And he's the only one with a, I think a master's in music or something, or a bachelor's in music or something like that. Pure professional, like you know, he could be hired for any sort of professional gig and just be like that. yeah sight read no rose at all. But he hasn't played sax in about six months because he just lost interest. Like you know, it was it went from a passion, yeah, to that. But because of the education system of being like you know, this is what you have to learn instead of just going out and creating and gigging and doing this and that, he wasn't able to do that and he lost his passion for it, which is really sad. Because I didn't get to play with him anymore, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Is one of those things but kieran i think this has been a little bit too heavy um i'll do a quick thing about nintendo we did another thing about nintendo just before and then we'll wrap it all up but basically apparently uh oh actually i got it this is not the story I, I was looking for i'll do this story instead <laughs> i just liked it for the normally he-
1: it's me that's unorganized what's going know, on too you know
0: what this is the first time i've had like 20 pieces of paper usually i i colored down to like 10 i've got like 20 and i forgot to put the numbers down the bottom <laughs> It's a real but anyway, I just liked it for the headline. Four women on a unicorn get stuck in the weeds and deputy ropes them in. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> a giant floating unicorn with rainbow-coloured wings was not able to fly free of, of the weeds Saturday, leaving its four passengers stranded offshore in the Chicago County Lake. Fortunately, the Chicago County Sheriff's Office had a squad car in the area and deputies spotted the, the horn and the dilemma. Uh, driving by the local lake, we observed a bunch of women in the rainbow unicorn stuck in the weeds. Said the sheriff's office, reporting the Sunday evening in a tweet using emojis for the rainbow and the unicorn. There's a in the tweet included a video of the not particularly dramatic rescue. Uh, the deputy tosses them a rope to the to the women, barely containing their laughter, and he pulls them to the dock. And the women stated, "The cops saved us." Yeah. <laughs> But again, four women on a unicorn get stuck in the weeds. Deputy ropes them in. I just thought <laughs> D- that's what drew me in. See, that is great headline writing, and I commend that person. Obviously, he had a good teacher, good education. This that, that passed the maths degree. And that's <laughs> part of their course really well. Kieran, thank you so much for another fantastic episode. This is a long one,
1: but I'm glad we could.
0: Do- one hour and twenty-two minutes. Bloody how you're going to have to edit that one. Hope it's up tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's much editing. To that's do, good. This one. It's good.
0: Well, look. For all, I, I know all my emails are coming. <laughs>
1: I thought it was turned anyway. off. Ah, it's
0: all right. But look, for all you lovely wankers out there, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook. You know what I noticed? No one has left us a review on our iTunes page. We have an iTunes page? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was fixing an uh, an iPad not too long ago and I made sure that uh, when I gave it back, before I gave it back to them, I subscribed to us on our on their iPad app, iPad app for... Podcasts and make sure they're subscribed so they'll be getting notifications all the time now. So make sure you subscribe to us on that. If you'd like to email us anything, we already got something through for something else for one of our uh, fans slash guests on the show, Damien. He sent us through something really cool. Maybe I'll post it up. We'll see how we go. But if you'd like to send us anything, make sure you email us at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode. Thank you. And we will see you next Thursday. Alrighty, there we go. That was
1: beautiful. That was good.